Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the First Things First podcast. Every week on the First Things First podcast, we invite exciting, amazing, interesting, fascinating people to sit down and talk about life and God and uh, faith and and really just living in shallow water, Texas. But but this week and next week, we're going to do something really special. Uh, graduation is coming up, and uh, and we have a lot of amazing uh, high school seniors in our church who are graduating from high school and they're moving on to the next thing. And so we have the opportunity this week and next week to talk to four of our graduating high school seniors and, uh, and just hear about their faith story, hear about what God has been doing, hear about what God is about to do, like what, what, what's coming up next for them. And so I'm super excited for these two weeks and I'm super excited for, uh, for you to hear from the two folks who are gathered here today. My good friends, Caleb Cox and Trevor Wynn are with me today, both, uh, senior men who, uh, who, uh, have, have, you know, grown up in, in this town, been in our church for a while. They uh, both uh, competed in several different athletic uh, endeavors over the course of their high school career. I'll let them tell more about that. Um, and uh, just have been leaders in, uh, in, in, uh, among their peers for, uh, for many years now. So I'm excited to have them hanging out here, been leaders in, among their peers at school, and been leaders in our youth group. So I'm excited that they're here, and we're just going to hang out and and talk for a little bit today. So, uh, so guys, for the five people listening to this podcast who may not ever have met you before, uh, why don't you why don't you tell a little bit more about yourself? And we can start over here with Trevor, since you're on my right side. I don't know. I don't know. That's not logical <laughs> all right. at all. But go ahead. Yeah, my name my name's Trevor Wynn. Um, originally, I was I went to Cooper Lubbock Cooper uh-huh. until eighth grade, and then all I right. moved out to Shallow Water yeah. not that long ago. Then so. you saw the light. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> Yes, and um, played pretty much everything. You know, I played yeah. football, basketball, golf. Yeah, ran a little bit of track. Not really track. though. Yeah, but, yeah. That because who wants to do that? Really, like those folks who oh, run track. Like I'm like me. You he guys, does. I don't. I don't. Crazy. I don't get. It. You're the only time you're gonna catch me running is if it's a bear chasing me. That's the only <laughs> time I'm running. So, uh, but but okay. Played all those sports. Uh, and uh, your parents tell, tell yes, yeah. Lad and April Wynn are my parents, right. and I have a little brother named Logan and a little sister named Callie. Yeah. Oh, so you're so the oldest. I'm the oldest. Yes. yes, me too. I'm the oldest of five boys. So Ooh. yeah, so I would I got to tell everybody what to do. But now I'm like the shortest one of all my brothers. <laughs> so it it all is coming back on me now <laughs> in my old age. So all right, Caleb, what about you? Uh, yeah, I'm Caleb Cox and. I'll be attending HSU next year. Yep. Um, play f- some football. Uh, I played football and track in high school. I love track. I think That's I'll also good. be doing that in college too. I'm Sweet. not sure though. Yeah. We'll see how All much. Right. If it's too much, probably not. But okay. What do you run? What do you run? I can't believe I've never talked to you uh, about this before. I used to do like the relays, but yeah. 
I think my best event's probably the Open 400. Okay. Just the whole lap, which is Ugh. probably the worst race, but Yeah, well, or that 800. The 800 is the yeah, worst. That's pretty bad. Because the 800 is like two laps of full sprint, full sprint. you know. I don't know how some people do that. I don't either. It's I don't crazy. either. It is pretty impressive. But when you see somebody's really good at it, it's amazing because it's like their head never moves. You know, it stays on the same level and it's it's like they're just kind of flowing around the track. I don't get it. Yeah, so, you want to be very relaxed and yeah. confident. That's that's all yeah. it is. It's yeah. just confidence. Confidence. And being yeah. relaxed and trusting that you're gonna be strong enough to finish to and finish. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I don't know. I that's no, both thanks. of those races. <laughs> one time I ran one track meet when I was in junior high. And I, I, they switched me to distance like two weeks before the last track meet. <laughs> so I hadn't been working out with distance the whole time. Uh, they mainly switched me over there because I was slow. And I shouldn't have been running any of those other races. But they switched me over there. And when it came time for the track meet, I was like, well, what races can I run? And they said, the 400, the 800, and the mile. And I said, okay, I'll run all of those. And that was a terrible mistake. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing, man. Yeah. When I finished the mile, I passed out face first on the track, you know? So it, that that was the end of my track career. I just want to <laughs> throw that out there too. So, um, all right. So, fellas, uh, thank y'all so much for joining me. You, uh, okay. Oh, talk a little bit about your family. Yeah, you, you didn't. You didn't get uh, to share about Matthew that. Matthew and Morgan yeah. Redekop are my parents. Yeah. Uh, I have three younger siblings: Zayden, June, and Aubrey Redekop. Yeah. Um, yeah, Zayden's catching me in height. So. He is, dude. He's yeah. he is really he's sprouted up. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, especially this year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll probably be taller than me in the next couple months but hopefully not you as can, big as me so. you can still take him that's right yeah <laughs> that's the important uh, thing. as long as i can take him i'm fine with that <laughs> so we'll see though okay so guys what we do on the podcast what we love to hear people's faith story on the podcast you know and so i would like for you guys to just talk about talk about how you came to faith in christ talk about you know what kind of led up to that maybe people who were involved but but just kind of share how you came to faith in christ and caleb we'll start with you since we started with yeah, yeah. trevor last time um so i grew up basically with a single mom in the home yeah. and uh my dad wasn't really a part of my life but my stepdad came into the home and not saying my mom wasn't a christian you right. know, she definitely was but yeah. she's just so busy all the time having three kids mm. and it's just her yeah but yeah once my stepdad stepped in i got to see what a man was you know right. what i mean like yeah. how a man of god is and that's what I wanted to be. Like, yeah. you just, you see the good, like the morals of that man. You sure. see how he treats everyone. And I wasn't used to that. I right. wasn't, I wasn't used to seeing guys like that. So I knew there was something different and that's, that's how I wanted to be. And I wanted to be that for my mother as well. It was yeah. a man that was, you know, just different and had good morals and just right. treated everyone right good yeah. godly man so could be, could be trusted could be depended on yes yeah, yeah. just respectable mm -hmm. like and so that's definitely what like brought me to my my faith like right or just uh opened my eyes to like faith it wasn't just they pushed it on me i right. actually saw it firsthand you know right. how it affected my family yeah so that's definitely been a eye-opener and uh help me with my walk with christ for sure because yeah. i can always look back on that and see just the difference it made in my fa my family so right, right right yes sir so was there like a <clears throat> moment in your life where you were like look i need jesus you know talk about like or was it kind of over the course of time like how did that work for you so um 
that one's kind of hard to explain, but because I was kind of younger when he stepped yeah, in, yeah. so I always was like, you know, I was too young to be like crazy or anything, sure. or like, yeah, you know, like oh, he needs Jesus because he's doing all this wild stuff. Bad but stuff. yeah, yeah, it definitely was an overtime thing. I still like wasn't right away changed, but right. um, I started to be more want to be more like him and uh, read my word a little bit more. But yeah. as I've gotten older. Like uh-huh. I've I've definitely been encouraged to read more, and it's just I understand more. So yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. something that I I realize I need more too. Like I'm right. like, all right, now I, yeah, I need yeah. Jesus because I'm about to go into the college world, and yes. that's a whole different thing. Right, and right. A lot of people that's where they fall. Not, mm-hmm. and I mean I've definitely fell in high school and made mistakes too. So, but. But it's good you're thinking about that, you mm-hmm. know, already. So you, so just kind of for you, over the course of time, you you just kind of understood more and more and more what it means to surrender mm-hmm. your heart to Christ, for what it sure. means to live kind of surrendered to Him. Yes, sir. Yeah, and and you got it from by watching your family, mm-hmm. by, you know, watching your dad, watching your mom, watching their example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's good. All right, I love that. So all right, what about you, Trevor? What did it look like for you? So since... I've, since I was born, I've always been in a Christian household, right. always been around it, church every Sunday, Wednesday, yeah. every time. So I think I was a third or fourth grader when I was baptized because yeah. that, that's when I had the realization of right. like I, I need to be saved and uh-huh. everything. And then I'd say for a long time, I was pretty lukewarm with it. Like yeah, since right. I, I mean, I've always been kind of in church and mm-hmm. kind of grown up in it so um i'd say the past two years i've really grown closer to christ because i've realized like i can't do it without him right or yes. do it without jesus so because uh-huh. i i mean i always knew right from wrong and right i knew like don't do this don't do that or whatever but right. but i definitely have dove into the word more and been more on top of it like really diving in to a deeper relationship with with Jesus, yeah. The past two years, for sure, right. So, but that's kind of my story. I've really always grown up around it and grown up in a Christian home, and yeah. my parents have always they they are um, they are lights of Jesus, and mm-hmm. they they live a godly no life, and they yeah they are a, a very good example for me. So yeah, I'm both- very very blessed to have that, and very lucky to to have seen that since I was born. So yeah, b- very b- grateful. Both you guys have like really great, you know what I mean? You have great mm-hmm. parents who sure. loved you and who love Jesus. <clears throat> yes. and, and I would say this too, who are serious about their relationship with Jesus, because like there are some people who are really good and consistent at going to church and that's not a bad thing. That's a, that's a good thing, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that they're serious about Jesus, right? That doesn't mean that they're chasing after Jesus and they want to be people who are being used by God to do things in the world. You know what I mean? Right. And, and both of you guys have parents who think of themselves that way and want to be that and are serious about pursuing a relationship with Christ. That's, that, that does make a huge difference. Yes. It really does. Very blessed and very blessed of how they've raised me. It's, I yeah. feel like I'm, I mean, I'm definitely going to face a lot of challenges and a lot sure. of different things, but I feel like they've prepared me very well for, for the future. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Sir. I get, uh, Caleb, your story. Like, so, so my, my mom got divorced from my dad whenever I was like, I don't know, maybe three or mm-hmm. four. And then she remarried, and that was just a 
train wreck. Like he was abusive. Mm-hmm. It was bad. So they got a divorce right before my um, first grade year. So, so, so we were single, like mom and four boys. Because <laughs> yeah, my youngest brother hadn't been born yet. So mom, single mom, four kids. And, you know, we were like, you know, on welfare and we were you know what I'm talking about we had mm-hmm. we lived in a two bedroom apartment mm-hmm. you know mom and four kids and, and but she met my dad like kind of at the end of my second grade year is whenever they they got married and uh and uh, same kind of situation as you like right right from the start when I first met him I knew like this this guy is going to is going to be my dad you know mm-hmm. And, uh, and so for really most of my life, that's, that's what he has been, you know? And, uh, sure. and so, and he adopted me. I was my, my, my father signed over parental rights when I was like in the sixth grade and my dad adopted me and, and it's been a blessing because I have a relationship with my father now too, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's been amazing. But, but my dad being in my life was, you know, I mean, he's every morning that brother was up with his Bible, reading the Bible and Mm -hmm. praying every day. So I would get up for school. I would see him in there doing that, you know, and I saw the way he lived. He lived his faith out and, and it really did make a a mark on me too, man, Mm -hmm. for real. So, uh, and coming from that situation where, you know, where I, what you said something too, that was like, I wanted to be that for my mom. Like, because uh, when, when, when your mom is single and you're the oldest kid, like you feel responsible, Mm -hmm. you know, for everybody. <laughs> so sometimes my parents had to be like, Brad, you got to let us be the parent, you know? Uh, but, but that was, a I get, I did that too. Like I mm-hmm. want, I wanted to make sure that I was a, that I was a person that could be dependent on, that could help, you know, my mom help my brothers, you know, that was a big deal to me. Uh, and I, that, especially when, you know, when there's people who were kind of supposed to be in your life and then they're not, mm-hmm. you know, uh, then you're even more committed to I'm not going to be that. You know, I want to be there for the for people, sure. you know. So I totally get that. I totally get it. So um, so over the course of your, you know, lives and your high school career, why don't t- tell me about maybe a time in high school whenever you, whenever you really um, grew in your faith, whenever something was going on that really stretched you or that made you, you know what I'm talking about? Is there a time that you can think of where, um, where you were, maybe you're going through something hard or maybe it was just a time where you were really, God was showing you a bunch of stuff about himself, you know, but tell me about a time in high school that you really grew. I'll go. Um, so like I've always struggled with like lust, like, you know, and, uh, I was never open about it. Like not a lot of people know. Yeah. But uh, I shared it with a few of my close friends, yeah. one of them being Trevor. Yeah. And that, that like, helped so much. Right. Like, it was uh, this year, too, that I shared it with them. And we started having Bible studies, and our my faith grew so much. Like, yeah. just opening up about things like that, it it's hard. Mm-hmm. It does suck, especially when you don't tell. Like, I, I, I didn't tell anyone. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I was very secretive about it. That's the kind of it. thing you don't, you don't want to tell anybody. Yeah, yeah, and I was, I don't know. Everyone's always seen me as, like, a good kid. Like, a, sure. you know, like, I've never done drugs or, like, smoked or, right, right. you know, drank. But, like, you know, I struggled secretly. You know what right. I mean? But yeah. I shared it with Trevor, shared it with a few of my friends, especially Trevor, though, when we... When I connected to him and like uh, just told him that that changed yeah. a lot for me. So 
that was definitely something that grew my faith in high school. And there's been other times, like my freshman year, uh, I hurt my back. This year, I hurt my back too. Yeah. But uh, my freshman year, I was like having really bad anxiety. Right. Uh, the night before, like anything, like because yeah. I was just nervous my back was gonna hurt during practice or just anything. And um, my mom was always there for me, so that helped me, like, yeah, you know, relax and just just trust God too. And uh, this year when I got hurt. Um, I got to see, like, things I should be grateful for right? in football, like the bus rides to the games, <laughs> the bus rides back. Like, they're so fun. Like, yeah. I was injured all year, so I didn't get to play, but I got to see, like, our meals, like, when we ate together at right. the church, like, yeah. how fun that stuff was and how that mattered more than even the game. Like, right. the relationships you build in football were, like, yeah. unbelievable. Like, all those guys are my best friends, right. even though we're not all the same, but... yeah. Like and have the same beliefs or any of that. Yeah. Like I, I would really run into a wall for those guys. Like right. those are great guys. And then I also had a great head coach, great yeah. Christian man. Coach yeah. Vincent is unbelievable. Awesome. Yeah. So that that helped my walk. We started FCA this year. Yes. And leading yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. So that that definitely helped. I definitely opened up in that too. And um. There's this psalm it just where it was awesome. Yeah, there's this psalmist where the psalmist says that when I don't, when I don't, uh, when I don't confess, my bones waste away. Mm-hmm. And so it's this kind of this idea that you know when we keep things secret and we try to deal with them by ourselves, that that's really deadly and destructive for us. And man, I know that in my life that has mm-hmm. been I've seen that happen in my life. There's something amazing that happens when you share with somebody, hey, I need help. You know? Yeah, for and, sure. And then when that other person is like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna help you. I care about you. I'm gonna help you." Mm-hmm. That that experience uh, can really just turn the light bulbs on for you. I mean, it really can change everything. And uh, that's a beautiful that's a beautiful a beautiful thing to be to be willing to make yourself vulnerable with with uh, some people and then to allow them to kind of pour into you. Mm-hmm. You know, that does that changes everything. What about you, Trevor? What sometimes where you really felt like you were growing? Yeah, so. Really, since I was young, I've had super, super bad anxiety, like worry. I would always think the worst out of situations and like super negative. You can ask my friends. I used to be negative. Very negative guy. (laughs) Very negative. Like always like worst possible things going to happen. Right. And really, I mean, over the last, I think it was last year, I I mean, same thing, kind of like Caleb said, nervous before everything, like so worried. I couldn't sleep at night. I was like losing weight, throwing up all the time, like wow. super bad worrying, yeah. like never should have got that bad. Uh-huh. And really, um, I mean, my parents would say like, pray about it. Like you're going to yes. have to get over this and that, yeah. that helped. But I really started digging more into the word and really focusing on, on digging into the word and praying. And the verse that really helped me is my favorite verse, Jeremiah 29 11, for yeah. God has plans for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Right. And that's, I always worried about the future yeah. so much that it just like consume me. You can't plan out every day what's going to happen. No. It's going to, you can't. And I've really learned that this year. Yeah. So it's crazy. It just, I've, I've prayed about it and kept praying about it. And then all of a sudden, like this year, I have not really gotten nervous for much. I've right like football games. I used to be so, so bad before them. And I, this year, like nothing. Yeah. And I've, I've just, I've seen God work with me through that, like through my right. life, and it's 
it's pretty crazy like yeah. how i've just been able to get over it because it yeah. used to consume me for sure yeah I, you know anxiety there's this awesome awesome some awesome passages of philippians that you need to look at to philippians chapter four so just take okay. a look at that because there's some good stuff in there about anxiety paul actually says he goes don't be anxious about anything and it's awesome because just like a chapter before he was like this guy that your friend that you, my friend that y'all sent to me to hang out with me he got really sick and i was so anxious you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. he's like don't be anxious about anything so he's not like saying we're never going to be anxious but what he's mm-hmm. saying is that that when when our focus when our heart is toward christ you know then then uh then he takes our anxiety right we're able to surrender our anxiety to him so it's not that right. we don't feel it right but we can release it to him yes. which is you know which is awesome but philippians chapter 4 i know there's folks out there listening who struggle like like you guys both of y'all have mentioned that you struggle with that right so mm-hmm. so you know i know there's other people out there who struggle with it especially folks your age like mm-hmm. i think we're dealing with a whole generation of people who, because of kind of what you guys have been through in your lives right. in the world, struggle with anxiety in a way that people haven't in before ever. Right. So, Philippians chapter four. If you struggle with anxiety, go there. <laughs> and uh, and Trevor is telling you that that uh, that he began to understand that tr- the more he was able to trust God, the more he was able to turn his focus toward God. The, the less he experienced anxiety. And that's a good word. And it's definitely been nice. Like Caleb said, we had a lot of close talks where we I right. mean, confess things. And I've opened up about that and opened up about a lot of other things that has really helped. So it's really been nice yeah. having a brother in Christ no that's doubt. helped me grow. Because that, that's been the biggest turning point for sure yeah. in my faith is having like a friend that I can talk to. No doubt. That mm-hmm. we can study like Bible study with and right. just stuff like that to help grow. Yeah, I you know, so anxiety is about control, right? We want to control things. Mm-hmm. But the problem is we are not in control of anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> and so and so the more we try to control things, the more anxiety that we have, right? Whenever we're able to trust that there's a sovereign God who loves us and is good and he is in control, then that does that helps us with our anxiety. But the other thing is we're made for connection. We were created for relationship with one another. We're never supposed to do this alone. Mm-hmm. And so when we're in relationship with other people and we're able to talk about the things that make us anxious, right? The things that kind of wind us up. It's amazing how much that helps, y'all. It really does. And one of the reasons why some of us struggle so much with anxiety is because we're not telling anybody about our struggle, you know? And we're just trying to manage it on our own. Well, we were never meant to do that. You know, so that's a good word, man. Thank you guys for that. And it's beautiful to hear you guys talk about the difference that, uh, the difference that you know a band of brothers can make mm-hmm. in each other's lives. Yes. You know, that's a that's a beautiful thing. Man. I definitely think like being in sports has definitely helped with that because I've sure. made so many close connections right. through football and basketball for sure. Right, so right. many people I'm closer with because of that. Yeah, and then when you and then when you like. When you're when you have these friends that you're close to because you kind of been battle tested together, you know. Yes. But then you also are able to talk about faith mm-hmm. with them. That's that is that's a whole other level, man. Mm-hmm. Good. <clears throat> All right. So, um, so, like, talk about your experience at our church, right? What, uh, you know, how has you know being a part of this church kind of shaped you, informed you, and you know, w- when you look back on your time at First Shallow Water, like, what are the what are the what are the things that you're going to remember? What are the things you're going to kind of hold on to as you move to the next kind of chapter in your life? 
definitely definitely learning how to serve others and how yeah. to be a servant and i feel like shallow water's always done a great job right. with serving others through i mean mustard seed we yeah. always helped out with that even coach vincent we did so much like serving things too that's not yeah. shallow water really baptist related yeah but, and then well, he like goes to the church right? mm-hmm. yeah, yeah but and then like trunk or treat i, yeah. I like our family always participated in that too yeah uh, it's just i don't know there's a lot of things i've learned about serving and uh-huh. then through uh our small group with with jason yeah it's Jason's, so good yeah. it's so good he's helped us grow so much and we can all like all those senior guys we have a good group of guys in there yeah. usually and um we can all get into depth about stuff and talk about stuff that's going on and right so. That's good. Jason's good at uh, letting us get our little talking phase out at first because we all he lets us don't mess talk in there. For a little and then bit. He, he gives us like five, five, ten minutes of yeah. he doesn't say anything. He just goes in there and sits down, and we're all goofing around. And yeah. he's like, all right, it's time to learn. Time to but learn. Yeah. yeah, he's good at letting us go for a little bit and then, you know, That's good. setting it. But, um, one of my most memorable moments is like church camp. Like yeah, I, dude. I never wanted to go to church camp. I don't know why I didn't want to, but once I went, I was like, ah, this is the best thing ever. And <laughs> you build great relationship yeah. with uh, people. When First Baptist Church was so good at it, like inviting everyone that didn't even go right. to this church. Like, yeah, there's so many kids that weren't even coming to church in general, any church. Right. And um, a lot of my friends came, and they. Uh, ended up opening up there and there's right. just great counselors and just first like our our group did good at letting us have fun and yeah. just all sorts of stuff too like yeah we weren't like you know constricted by police officers yeah. there, you know yeah. you know but we got to have fun and just fun, yeah. Yeah. some of my favorite memories praise jesus like it was yeah. it was amazing it was yeah. that was probably my favorite memory of just i was so glad just everyone was invited and just it was so open. It was it was a really good time and experience for sure. Yeah, man, so that's that where never forget. that's where I got to know you. Like I'll never forget riding around in a golf cart, hanging out with you and talking to you on the. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We were driving, driving around, just you know, shooting the breeze. And uh, I do think, man, something about like getting away together. You know, that really does it. Really does make a difference, man. For really sure. Does. So that's good. So uh, you have memories of camp that are safe to share on the podcast. <laughs> Yes and no. <laughs> I got, uh, there was a really good one, actually. So we're all in our uh, room. Yeah. And Logan, you know, the goofball, yeah. has Logan, an axe spray. No, no, he's a good kid, great kid. Um, He has an axe spray where he opens the axe spray and oh, tapes it. Yes. So it's, you know, spraying, opens our door, boom, uh, closes it. Trevor saves us. So Trevor, like, does a diving catch and throws it back <laughs> out. It back but. Out. Still stuck that was in there. so was funny. Was that, like we were like trying to sleep at night, and you could just smell it. It was so bad. Um, all of us trying to take espresso shots before going to bed and stay up all night. Yeah, but espresso shots before you went to bed. Uh, we were out though. Did he even do anything? Didn't even help. No, we were. I remember we were the. It was like the first night that we we're staying there. So everyone's riled up, talking yeah, and everything. Yeah. Well, Hayden Buckley had fallen asleep, and he's like. Uh-oh always been a sleepwalker and talker and he's he picked the top bunk i don't know why he right. shouldn't have he shouldn't have so he like sits up and starts like talking and we're like hayden you good and you just hear this like loud slap noise on the ground he like no. jumped off the top bunk in his sleep and <laughs> oh, we were no. we were rolling for i was 30 under minutes. him too and he just climbs back goes back to bed we and he's on the ground flat gets up and just goes back to bed <laughs> so he never even woke he up. doesn't even remember Bro, we asked him awesome. in the it was morning. crazy <laughs> 
It was crazy. We were laughing so hard, though. Remember that. And okay. I have one more good memory. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, so this kid didn't go to church at all. Um, but the way I saw him, like, open up at right. church camp yeah. was huge. Like, it just made me realize I need to open up, too. And mm-hmm. um, it was just good seeing him open up and uh, seeing, like, Jesus work in his heart and plant right. a seed. Because he does, Jesus does all of it. No one else does any of it. But, yeah. you know, Jesus can save anyone. So right. it was good seeing that kid open up and just you know, just feel the the power of Jesus and the Holy Spirit. So that was something I will always remember. It's yeah. just his face and just him opening up. And, you know, when people open up, they make like a face. Like Yeah, right. You can just tell. They're, I don't know. Yeah. It, was, yeah. it was a good memory. There's nothing like being, there's nothing like having a front row seat to the transforming power of the Holy Spirit. Like that, For you're sure. right. I mean, it's a miracle. It's, it's every bit as much of a miracle as like Jesus touching the guy with leprosy and him being made like that would have been shocking i can't sometimes i imagine what would it have felt like or what would have been like to be standing Mm -hmm. there when jesus touches this guy with leprosy and he's completely healed of leprosy you know but then i think no i get to see that all the time you know i get to see the holy spirit at work changing people's lives all Mm -hmm. the time and it's absolutely as much of a miracle you know that's a that's a beautiful thing for sure so all right you guys are headed to college both of you so, uh, Angelo State, Trevor's going to Angelo State, and uh, Caleb's going to Hardin-Simmons, the Cowboys. We, uh, that's I, mm-hmm. my master's from Hardin-Simmons, so I'm a, I'm a little partial. Okay. So, uh, so, my dad actually graduated from Angelo State, though. He played football at Angelo really? State. Yeah, awesome. back in the day. Grant Taft was the... Was the uh, you, you're too young to know who Grant Taft is, but he was a legendary coach. Coached at Baylor for years and years and years. Hmm. Like Coach Mike in the Mike Singletary days, like all that kind. Of, you know, he, he was mm-hmm. a he was a big time coach, but he he played there, so uh, that's a good school. You know, uh, so but what do you talk about? Like two things. Like what are you excited about, and then what are you bit really nervous about as you make this big kind of transition? Yeah. I'm definitely definitely blessed and excited to still get to play football for yeah, sure. Yeah, dude. I'm very excited about that. And a lot of us, a lot of us didn't have that chance. Okay, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not bitter about it or anything. But like, I knew when my last game, of my senior year was over. Like, I sat on the bench in that room and cried because I knew I'd never play. Like, football. <laughs> I still cried. Listen, football is not like, but like basketball, right? Like, if I, even if I'm not gonna, you know, you can still go play basketball. Mm-hmm. I can go down to the Y, and I can play basketball anytime I want. Okay, right. But when football's over, that's it. It's over. You can't just go put the pads on and go down to the, you know, go down to the mm-hmm. Y and play tackle football with a bunch of guys. You can't do it. Like you can play football, but it's not the same. You know. So when you're get finished that last game, that is it. Mm-hmm. So it really is a blessing that you get to keep doing it. Man. Very it's lucky. Awesome. Yes, and really, I I did not know where I wanted to go for the longest time, right. and I was getting so stressed about it. Yeah, and then I went on a visit to Angelo, and God just opened the doors. Like I knew right when I went, and right after, I was like, "This is where I'm going for yeah, sure." Yeah, yeah. So it was awesome. That's good. And I'm definitely excited to, I mean, meet new people and right. find my people too yeah. there, and just get involved wherever I can. But also nervous about that. Right is ner- definitely nervous still about football and meeting people yeah. and just how everything's going to transition. Yeah, and all I've heard from the guys that are there is time management. Yes, so I'm 
I'm nervous about that, but I just got to stay disciplined to it. But, Mm -hmm. but just managing my time and not wasting time and yeah, just using every day is like the best I can. So yeah. When you're, when you're a college athlete, you know, you're, uh, especially your freshman year, like it, it's, it's hard because you're learning that first and football is different too, because you start the first semester of your freshman year as a football player and you're like practicing all the time and mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're practicing before the semester even starts, you know? Yes. And so look, time management is difficult for any freshman who's going to college. It's a trick. You have to learn about it when, you know, but when you add that element of practicing all the time and playing games and doing, you know, doing all those other things right there at the start of your freshman year, it's, it really is, uh, ramps everything up, you know? Yes. So you're right to be thinking about that. You know, yes. that is a, that's a good thing. And, and let me just say this as a word of advice to both of you guys, video games are not your friend. Okay. <laughs> not your, not that first semester. You know, oh, yeah. if you, if you're the kind of person who goes down the rabbit hole, when you start playing Madden, you know, and you play Madden for like four hours, that's like, me. <laughs> you see that you just need to leave the gaming console at home, right. Until midterms, you know, and then maybe by then you, you will have figured it out a little bit, right. but just leave it at oh, home yeah. and don't even mess with that. That's probably what I'll you know? do. Actually. I'll yeah. definitely think about that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really listen. Cause I, I'm a gamer. Like, I've never time. been. I've never been too bad. I like. I'll get on my Xbox and watch Netflix or uh, YouTube TV right, right. though. So that'll and just that's like, what show after show after yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. No, I can play all day. So, <laughs> so, but I can't tell you. I, I was a dean of students, you know, at a university. I can't tell you how many guys, and it really is guys. I can't tell you how many guys I have seen fail out of college because of NBA 2K. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just being real with you and. Uh, or you know whatever else, God of War, whatever, wherever else it is, you know, played both of those. They, so. they, they, I've watched them. I have watched them, like fail out of college because that's all they're doing. They're playing playing video games all the time. All of a sudden, there's nobody to tell them stop playing video games, mm-hmm. and so they just play all the time, and they stop going to class and they stop doing everything. So, really, if you're concerned at all, that's going to be a problem. My advice: just leave that thing at home. And that way, w- once you kind of get your feet under you and you have a schedule that you like, right, then you can work that back into your life, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but if you're afraid that's going to be a problem, the best thing is just to eradicate the problem. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So, uh, so okay, that's good. Those are two good things to be – that's good things to be excited about good things to be nervous about. That's mm-hmm. really good. What about you? What, what are you excited about, Caleb? What are you nervous about? Uh, I'm excited about meeting new people yeah. and uh, just, you know, experiencing – college football and the college life just living on my own and just starting to get the responsibility i guess and growing up and maybe finding like a future wife there or something (laughs) you know harden simmons baby that's what it's known (laughs) you know and i was excited because harden simmons it felt like a good community when i got there like a good christian community and i was like all right like i I really like this so i was excited for that i'm nervous because you know um, I'm leaving all my friends, you know, right. so we're all splitting up and I'm going to be busy playing football. So, right. and like he said, it's time management. I don't, I don't, I'm good at making friends, but not like making best friends, if that makes right. sense. Like, no, I'm the I'm same hard, way. Yeah. yeah. And I moved a lot when I was little. So, you know, I didn't like, I don't get attached to people too much. Uh-huh. And then when I do, you know, like right. I'm, I'm attached, like I'm like, man, that's my best friend. Like right. she, um, but yeah, I'm nervous about that. I'm nervous about injuries too. Like, yeah, 
I'll be so mad if I get hurt like the first <laughs> first practice. I'm like, come on, I just got uninjured. Like, know, just let me play for You're a second. Finally but, healthy, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. But you know, God's will, and yeah. He'll make things work out how yeah even better than I can imagine. So yeah. I, I'm excited and I'm ready. So that's good. and I trust God. Yeah, so. that's good. I'll you know <clears throat> for the one other thing for both of you guys too. Like as a football player, college athlete, you know. Um, if you're not careful because you're so busy like with your sport that uh, that you you don't really meet people outside of it you know what I mean mm-hmm. there's and so so you really do have to be when we're talking about time management you do also really have to be intentional about making sure that you're getting involved in stuff around campus that kind of takes you out of that bubble of your sport you know uh, and so so you got to look for those you know there, there'll be all kinds of activities around campus to get plugged you know to go to and have fun enjoy meet new people um, but also like you know uh, I always tell folks man start with the BSM too man that's a good place to start and both Harden Simmons and Angelo State have historically I'm not as as familiar with Angelo State right now, but they have always had a good BSM program, Angelo State, you know, in the past. So that's a good place to start. It may not be where you end up, but it's a good mm-hmm. place to start. And the BSM director at Hardin Simmons, Manny uh, Silva, that's my homie. Okay. okay. And, mm-hmm. and he's uh, Jojo, it's his like cousin or something. Like oh, really? Related. Oh, yeah. yeah. So uh, so definitely start there. That that guy's a great guy and they have a really active program there. So um, but you gotta you know, you put yourself in positions to meet people because the way that your life just like operates normally, you you're gonna have to be intentional about it. You know, you're gonna have to like you're gonna have to put yourself in positions to meet other people. So and the other thing is man, find a church as quick as you can. You know, every Sunday, go someplace, you know, until you find until you find a place. I actually had a guy reach out that knows my dad Sweet. a long time ago. And he's a, I believe he's an FCA leader there. Oh, and he has a church. And so he's already invited me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Which one is it? Is it I'm not sure. I, okay. I think his That's name a, is Kevin. Okay. I don't know his last name. Cool, that cool, probably cool. doesn't help at all. That but. helps though, man. And, and even if that's not where you end up, like go, like oh, just yes, go for sure. and start like trying to figure it out. There's uh, Paul Ann Baptist Church in, in San Angelo is awesome. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law pastors a church, you know, a little tiny church, and and in San Angelo, uh, uh, and it's it's a that, that's a great place. Northridge Baptist Church is a great place, but there's several really great churches. Glen Meadows is a great church. Uh, there's several great churches. In San Angelo, you get you can get plugged into and Hardin Simmons the same way. Mm-hmm. Pioneer Drive Baptist Church is a fantastic church. Uh, my uh, nieces and nephews they go to uh, they go to Beltway, and uh, that's a great huge church. It's, that's a that's another really good church. There's lots of places to plug in, you know. So you just got to go find your, you know, because that's another place though where you're gonna meet people, right? You're gonna meet other other college students and other people who are seeking after the Lord and. And you and you can make connections and make friends outside of that bubble of your sport. And uh, anybody who's heading to college, you know, those first those first couple of weeks of college are really critical. So um, if you if you people who make it through this is statistically, folks who are able to make it through Labor Day are seventy percent more likely to graduate from college, right? The one, the the ones who don't make it, they, they've already washed out by Labor Day, you know? And then if you make it through your first semester, then 
you're then it's like 80 percent 90 percent more likely to graduate wow. so mm-hmm. so you just gotta you know that first semester is hard for everybody you know uh, because there's a lot of change happening in your life you know but if you keep putting yourself in the right positions and you keep seeking after relationships with people who love god and who are going to point you toward christ all the time you keep putting yourself in those positions then you know then God's going to work in your life, and He's and and you're way more likely to be successful as a college student when you're doing that. So, uh, the worst thing that you can do is stay in your room all the time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. So, which is another reason why video games are so toxic, right? Because mm-hmm. you're just sitting in your room in the dark all the time playing video it's not games, social, yeah. and you're not connecting with people, and and then you feel lonely, and then you just want to go home. You know? So, uh, so yeah. So that's you guys have a good handle on. You know, on on all of that stuff, and you're excited about the right things, and I think nervous about the right things too. Mm-hmm. So, I always tell people going to college too, man. You know, the the kind of relationships that will lead you to like death and destruction and harm, you don't have to look for those. Yes, <laughs> they they will find you. You know, you do have to look for the kind of relationships that lead you to Christ. You have to be intentional about it. You know. Uh, okay. Even at colleges like the ones that you guys are going to, where there are a lot of believers, there's a good Christian community at Angelo State. Mm-hmm. There really is, and Hardin Simmons is a lot of really, you know, there's a, there's a, there's also a bunch of knuckleheads too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So you got to make sure that you're intentionally putting yourself in those positive places. So, um, and you, it's a little harder than high school because it's not built in. You know what I mean? You have to mm-hmm. actually put yourself out there and kind of go look for it. So, but you guys can do it. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the last thing I would say is, uh, as you're getting ready for college, I always tell people this too, you're, you know, this is really, both of you guys are the oldest kid, okay? This thing that's happening in your family right now is awful, okay? As a parent, I'm just telling you, it's traumatic for parents to lose a kid. That's what it feels like. It feels like you're losing your child, okay? It's traumatic. They're, your parents are excited for you. They love you. Okay, they're pumped for the future, but they're also really sad. Okay, so give your parents some grace. If they start, if they're acting crazy right now, okay, it's because they're having a hard time with this, and they're just gonna have a hard time with it. So give them some grace, and be patient with them. They'll come around. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> my daughter was like, my daughter was going to college. I could literally, it was like a half a mile from our house. The dorm that she was living in. Mm-hmm. When I dropped her off, I still cried like a baby. <laughs> I mean, I I worked at the same university where she was going. I saw her at least twice a week walking around on campus. I still cried like a baby every time we took her to the dorm. So, it's just hard, man. Mm-hmm. Nothing easy about it. But you guys are going to have a great time. And it's going to be really good. So, hey, man, thank you all for joining, for joining me and, and for just kind of sharing your lives a, a little bit it's good for people to hear that story you know and uh, for those of you uh, who are, are listening i hope you hope you've been encouraged hope hope you've been encouraged to make sure that you find yourself in community that you have some people who are holding you accountable and that you're that you're investing in investing your life in and they're investing their lives in you that makes all the difference and and trevor and caleb are are living examples of what kind of difference that can make in people's lives and so grateful to you guys for sharing that. Thank you very much for that. So that's good. 
All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Had a great time hanging out with these guys. We'll be back next week. It'll be it's ladies' night next Wednesday. Next time it'll be two ladies who are sharing their journey, and so that's going to be really good too. Uh, but uh, y'all join us next week. Uh, but until then, we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then... We'll see you around town.